0: Sometimes you'll see a, a situation where a small business retailer's asked for millions of dollars. So that's not quite nickel and diming, but it's also to say that you're not a target, you're not a Best Buy, but they're still going to come after you.
1: Millions of dollars many times is enough to put you out of business. Too often I think people become numb to, you know, it can't happen to me. You have to have layers of defense. And not, not guaranteed to stop them, but it will slow them down and make them think.
0: Welcome to the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host Rob Stott. October in our space um, was Cybersecurity Awareness Month, a, a time of year, you know, a month dedicated really to learning more about the different threats that are out there and ways that you know businesses of all shapes and sizes um, should prevent uh, things they steps they could take to prevent potential cyber threats and things like that, you know, on their business and. Uh, and all that sort of stuff. And I know you're probably sitting here while looking at your watch or calendar thinking, you know, it's it's November. You know, why are we talking about this now? Uh, you're a little late to the game, right? Well, that's actually intentional. Uh, we set up this podcast with Telesystem and uh, Ira Fierstein, uh over there at Telesystem to uh, specifically talk about this fact after Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And that's because it's a topic that really needs to be discussed, not just during, you know, those 31 days of October and um, you know, confined to a single month. It's something that you know the the, the cyber threats out there. They don't pause uh, just you know because it's Cybersecurity Awareness Month. They they are got, happening throughout the course of the year, and um, you know very real threats to uh, you know our members' businesses and and every business out there. If you're not paying attention and taking the steps to uh, you know ensure that your business is safe and and putting those safeguards in place. So we. Went ahead and uh, you know scheduled this podcast to, as such so that we can continue that conversation and show that it is something that uh, extends beyond Cybersecurity Awareness Month and um, really dive into a lot of topics. You know, Ira is someone that has a, a history; he's he's been there, um, you know, to help these help businesses prevent uh, attacks and and ensure that they've got the right uh, you know tools in place and that they're you know but offering education to their employees and everything that you would need to do end to end to make sure that you know your business is uh, your business and your employees are aware of the threats and on alert, um, and and doing what you can to protect your business. And uh, it's an important conversation. One you know I can't reiterate enough is not uh, something that should only be talked about during the month of October. So that's why we're here, November, uh, early November, talking about Cybersecurity Awareness Month with Ira. So let's dive into it. Ira Furstein of Telesystem here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking podcast, and uh, just off of Cybersecurity Awareness Month, we I wish we could have done this a couple weeks ago, and it would have been in the middle of it. But you know what? Cybersecurity doesn't only happen in a in a single month, so it's nice to continue that conversation. But uh, Mr. I, Ira Fierstein, the uh, manager of Cybersecurity Business Development for Telesystem, uh, appreciate you you know continuing the cybersecurity talk uh, after the the month of awareness is over here.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. It's, you know, like you said, honestly, it never ends. I mean, we just try to make people aware in October just because, but uh, the bad guys never stop. <laughs> Ever.
0: No, no, it's not like that. Well, all right, October's done. We're just going to pack it up and go home and uh, call it a, call it a year. So <laughs> certainly not the right. case, but no, we, we appreciate it. And, um, you know, before we dive into it, cause we got some great stuff on, on tap to talk about today, uh, you know, about this, this space and, um, you know, the, the threats that are looming out there for independent retailers, but give us a little background on, on yourself and, uh, kind of your path to your role there at, at Telesystem.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I've been in technology 20 plus years and, uh, you know, in various different areas, but a couple of years back, I was looking, I was in the world of telecom at the time. And, uh, I was looking at that industry, and I was seeing an industry that really was, wasn't was innovating so much anymore, and it just wasn't making the impact like it was at the beginning. So I came up with this idea of starting a cybersecurity company, because I you couldn't go a, a day in the news without seeing something major happening. And I thought, okay, there's something here, so why don't we start a cybersecurity company, and let's help businesses of all size but really small to mid-sized businesses generally help protect them against the bad guys and that was about three years ago and the company went wild like just exponential growth And then uh, a couple months ago, we started uh, talking with a company called Telesystem, and they ended up acquiring us September first, which was fantastic. So now we have a hundred and twenty-year-old company behind us, and uh, all the resources in the world, and uh, the sky's the limit at this point.
0: Well, first of all, congratulations! That's you know, nice to see that kind of growth, right? And then uh, build a business to a point where a Telesystem can come in and 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 do that. So, uh, cool news for you guys for sure, and. Uh, timing-wise too, you know, right ahead of Cybersecurity Awareness Month, so you could talk about that from a, a different seat. And um, you know, like we said, it just ended, but you know, what? Obviously, that's a big mark, I'm sure, on your calendar to try to get the word out there and, and talk about the challenges that uh, you know small any business faces, really, in the cybersecurity space. But um, was, was there anything like? Is it something where you try to talk about everything in in the industry, or were you guys kind of focusing on a certain type of message this year?
1: Yeah. So what we do is we try to, every day during the month, give a small little bite-sized topic of things that are important to any business of any size. And it's, you know, it's all very easy conceptually, but it's, it's always uh, forgotten in business because, you know, we have to think about it like a business, like a retailer, you know, they're going into the holiday season right now. Right. So they're laser focused on, making their profitability for the year, right? Let's be real. The last two months of the year are where most retailers make their profitability for the year. So you've got to give cybersecurity tips and tricks to people in small bite-sized chunks. So, you know, we covered things like, hey, you have to have complex passwords. You can't just use your son's name and the the year he, he was born, right? Um, you know, You know, things like, Hey, uh, understand that cyber criminals generally are coming after you through nefarious, but very real looking emails, you know, those types of things. So it's a uh, very bite-sized little chunks, but uh, a lot of great content for sure.
0: Well, the the interesting thing too is uh, timing. Well, one thing that comes to mind is the timing is that of it being October before the final two years, at least from a retailer, seems like it's really well-timed to be talking about that because this is... The type of the the time of year when I'm sure a lot of, you know, cyber criminal activity crops up and tends to happen, especially in this space.
1: Yeah. You know, the the criminals really amp it up this time of year because there's a lot of ways to prey on people. Let me give you an example. Just the other day, uh, I got a text to my phone and the text was it said it was from Amazon. And it said that they had trouble delivering my TV. Now here's the weird thing. It was on my mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Normally it comes via email. So that was that was very curious to me. And then the second thing is I had just ordered a TV.
0: That's creepy. That's a little creepy. The bad guys,
1: the bad guys knew. Yeah. Now, how they knew, I don't know. Or they were just guessing and they got lucky, right? So that's the thing that I think everyone needs to understand is that. During certain times of year, they do amp up attacks. You know, around the holidays, right? Easy to send somebody an email saying, "Hey, listen, we tried to deliver your new, you know your your new microwave oven, and uh, but no one was home, so we have to we have to reschedule. I and mean, we need you to click on this link, right? There's all sorts of tactics and tricks, but I think. It's important to understand that these bad guys are not bad guys. They're bad organizations. Right. And it's tough because they're backed mostly by governments. So they're backed by the Russians, the Chinese, the North Koreans, the Iranians. Those are sort of the big four. So, and they're run just like a retailer. They're run just like a business. So it's not some kid in a hoodie sitting behind a, you know, a screen in a dark room, it's real criminal organizations and they understand psychology. They have all the resources they need. They have IT people, they have marketing people, they have hackers, they have content writers. So, you know, if I, if, if, if everyone takes away one thing from this podcast is trust nothing. At, at any time of the year, trust nothing trust i think um, i don't know if it was ronald reagan or some president one time said trust but verify right, right. always verify first
0: yeah well i mean it, it's interesting because um you know that the that concept of understanding that it's not just a kid doing something you know nefarious to try to eke a few dollars out of you um, i think is important because that that sort of sets the stage for you know understanding that it, it it's it is serious, right? Cause it, it isn't just some, it's not one individual. It's a very well run, well oiled machine that they've done this before. They know what they're doing and uh, not to say, you know, there aren't individual hackers out there that don't that don't know what they're doing either. But like the, this is a, it's a real threat, a growing threat. And then it's, it's turned into an industry of its own, really where they're coming after you. And, and it's, it's organized crime essentially.
1: It is organized crime and it is actually bigger than the drug, the illegal drug trade. Wow, wow. it's that it's that serious. And I, one other thing I think people should take away from this is that you know these criminal organizations they don't care who you are, they don't care how big you are, they don't right. care about anything other than can they extort you from money with money? Can they extort money from you? And if they can't, can they take your data and sell it somewhere and make money? That's it. So when businesses come to me and they say, we're too small to be worried, you're the one who should be most worried.
0: Right. And, and I know we've seen in the past stats on, you know, the the fact how, of course, the ones you hear about in the news are, you know, the big boxes, the targets, the the Walmarts that have been, you know, attacked and um, eked out billions of dollars of payments to, you know, get the data that was locked down back or, or something along those lines. But I know that you know a majority of what happens are those not to call them nickel and dime because that short sells them. I think, but sometimes you'll see a, a situation where a small business retailer's asked for millions of dollars. So that's not quite nickel and diming, but it's also to say that you're not a target, you're not a Best Buy, but they're still going to come after you.
1: Millions of dollars, many times, is enough to put you out of business. Yeah. That's the reality of this. And I think, you know, too often, I think people become numb to, you know, it can't happen to me. You know, I'll, I'll, example, I, I've never had an issue with uh, one of my cars being stolen or broken into ever. You know, I've been around 56 years, not never. And I, in my head, I was thinking it can never happen. I was I was at an appointment with a with one of our partners one day at a Outback restaurant eat dinner I come out the and I'm getting in the car I start the car and I, I look out the back window and I'm thinking you know I'm looking in my rear view mirror and I'm thinking oh it looks so much clearer than I remember it being <laughs> well it was clear because the window was gone and they had taken everything they take my passport my laptop everything so it can happen to you and it will happen to you the, the numbers don't lie 70% of all businesses, Uh, get hacked. And the reason they get hacked is an employee makes a mistake. They're not trained appropriately. And the other stat that's staggering is it's not a matter of if you're going to be hacked. It's a matter of when you're going to be hacked. It will happen to every business that is listening to this podcast. So you need to build what we call layers of security. It's almost like a castle. You know, I was in Poland on this trip before, uh, before COVID hit. And we went to this castle. It was the first time I'd ever been to a castle. And it blew my mind looking at this thing built in like 1200, the year 1200. And the layers of security they had built into it was unbelievable. You know, they understood it back then. So as a business owner or somebody running an IT department for a, a small to midsize or even a large business, You have to have layers of security. The most common or the the easiest layer is you need to protect your people, right? People are the weakest link in the business. They cause the most errors that take businesses down. So you need to solidify your human defense by training your people appropriately. Then you need to look at securing your devices, you know, your computers. Then you need to look at securing your email, right? And you just move up layer by layer and I can't guarantee you it will stop everything but it will make them think twice you walk down a street in a the neighborhood there are two houses right next to each other house number one has a security sign in the front yard lights are on in the house windows are, are closed garage doors closed and there's a dog barking okay house net next door Dark, no security sign, garage door left wide open. A thief is walking down the street. Where is where are they going to break into?
0: Probably not the one that uh, potentially attacked by a guard dog.
1: <laughs> exactly right. <You> know? <laughs> right. So it's the same thing in yeah. cybersecurity. You have to have layers of defense, and it, not not guaranteed to stop them, but it will slow them down and make them think twice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I it, well, it's interesting. You mentioned the. Um... The, I feel like we've sufficiently scared retailers. I think uh, the early portion of this uh, this conversation, with you know the the fact that it, it's it's a very real threat, and I think they they've heard that. Maybe it's something that it just hasn't been top of mind, and and you know they've got so many other areas of the business they're concerned about. But um, you know the the cybersecurity, it's like oh well, it, it hasn't. To your point, it hasn't happened to me, so I you know I don't have to worry about it, or it, it's something that. Um, you know, I'll deal with it if it comes if and when it ever comes up. And obviously, that's not the case. And it it can happen. So you mentioned some of the preventative measures, uh, you know, uh, the areas that you you might want to focus on. Is there, you know, I guess some of the most common you mentioned a couple examples of email or, or coming through text and the personal devices. Obviously, today, you know, as more employees are remote and working with their own devices from home and, and things like that, is there sort of a uh, a trend or areas you're seeing where these cyber criminals are more, more commonly approaching a business, trying to get access to data and things like that?
1: I'll tell you what these, these organizations uh, they put a lot of time and effort into this. And uh, you know the most common method right now is something called a phishing email. So what and, and people may not know the term, but I'll describe it and then they'll understand it. So what a phishing email is, is the bad guys send out an, a generic email to millions of people. And it looks like it's coming from Amazon or Google or Apple or something like that. And it's just it's just trying to trigger you to click is all it is. And it's, it's generic, meaning it's the same email. Millions of people get the same email. And it's like going out in a boat. They throw a big net in the water. They reel the net in. And in the net, they've got you know, large mouth bass, and they got sharks, and they got, you know, whatever they have in the net. And then they throw everything back that they didn't want. But they have some of the fish that they want. So that's the number one tactic, right? They send out these emails. But the scarier one that is way, way bigger problem is called spear fishing. The difference in, in the two is fishing is generic. Spear phishing means they're laser targeted on you and the way they know how to come after you is on the dark web, which is a criminal playground. They're buying and selling people's credentials. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I guarantee every business on this um, podcast needs to get with us because we can run a dark web report for them free and we'll show how many of their employees already have credentials that are stolen. But. What the bad guys are doing is they're taking that information. So let's say you show up on the dark web, right? And they knew you got hacked on uh, MyFitnessPal because that was a big breach. What they'll do is they'll send an email to you, laser targeted at you because they know you use MyFitnessPal. And the the their ability to get you to click because now they know psychologically how to trigger you right is very dangerous and so they send you an email looks like it's coming from my fitness pal of course you're going to click because you're a my fitness pal user so and then once you click they can take over your whole company within two and a half minutes
0: that's that's terrifying um and then also the i guess something else to think about too and and not to even scare further but the the what that means when you say take over, that's, you know, a business gets their data locked down, they get locked out of systems, things like that. And and we've seen examples of, you know, retailers that I think what the average downtime is about three weeks, uh, something like that before you're, you know, pending, finding out that you've been hacked because it's a whole process, right? You find out that you've been hacked and all of a sudden you get locked out. You got to figure out where the threat is, is coming from, who has it, how they're going to get in touch with you, how, what has to go into whether you're going to pay them, uh, all sorts of things have to be, you know, thought about and, and answered one way or the other. And uh, before you know it, the average, like we said, downtime of three weeks, and that also enough to put some businesses, especially small, you know, retailers out of business that you're not able to make a sale, you know, they, they might lock down your POS system and, and your website, you know, no longer is transactionable, things like that. So, um, you know, plenty of uh, layers to, to this thing to consider. And you know, I, 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 guess I, you know, my question here being, you know, what you mentioned some of the the preventative things of of securing devices and, um, you know, education really is what it sounds like. Is is there any advice or or something you could say to a, a retailer to, uh, if they haven't been sufficiently scared <laughs> at this point of of you know the threat that, um, you know right. what they could do to, uh, at least, you know, it, it sounds like it might be difficult to truly prevent oneself, but steps they could take to better secure their business or, or maybe ensure that, you know, they're slightly more protected than the average retailer out there.
1: Yeah. So what I would say is that I think the biggest impact you can make on protecting your business is to implement a great security awareness training program uh, because 70% of all breaches happen because of human error. So we have to solidify that. And I can tell you this, I, t- I speak to businesses of all shapes and size every day Uh, And a lot of retailers and 90% of them don't have an effective security awareness training program, even though that's the biggest risk. Mm. And uh, it's security awareness training does not have to be like crazy cumbersome. Right. I mean, a good training program like the ones we we do for our customers. I mean, literally, it's two minutes a week. That's all we ask of their employees. It's nothing. Right. Two minutes a week. And that'll solidify them over time. And there's other things that we can do, like implementing phishing simulations where we'll we'll send out fake emails to their people, uh, you know, once a month or whatever cadence they want. And we'll teach the employees how to spot suspicious emails, you know, things like writing uh, successful policies or part of uh, security policies or part of a security awareness training program. I was shocked when I got into this business to find out like 90% of the businesses out there have no security policies. Mm. And one of the things that are, that's coming on the horizon, which really has, doesn't have a lot to do with these cyber criminal syndicates, but it is going to impact businesses is cyber insurance. Right. Uh, There's a big trend in the cyber insurance game to make it almost impossible to get a cyber insurance policy anymore, because these cyber insurance companies are getting slaughtered. Like they are, they, uh, I talked to a CEO of a cyber insurance company, uh, just a couple days ago. And he said to me, he said, listen, he goes, we're even contemplating getting out of the cyber insurance game. It's just like, he goes, he goes, it's impossible. Like we're paying out so much. He goes, so either, either we're not going to get them, give them a policy to begin with. We'll make it so hard. We can't give them one. Or if they have a policy, we'll make it super hard, like harder than ever, to pay out on that policy. Or when it comes to the renewal, we're going to like triple their premium. Wow! I, So I none, mean, of it, I, none of it's good, but you have to have security awareness training program yeah. in place. That's one of the bullets that these insurance companies are looking for.
0: And, and I mean, well, I'll circle back to the training because that's obviously the, the key point here. But the uh, the 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 fact that the insurance companies are realizing it's almost not that they're throwing up their hand. I mean, maybe they are. They're throwing up their hands and realizing that this is just such a problem and um, such an expensive problem, too, that they're almost I, are they I, you can't say tossing in the towel because they're still out there. But that's what it it gives off the sense that they are because it's just so difficult to protect and and expensive, I, I'm sure, you know, for them to then go and and, you know, fulfill the the obligations of some of those policies.
1: Correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the bad guys are the bad uh, guys are growing exponentially, you know, and it's because you're up against nation states. Right. With unlimited funds, uh, it's hard to keep up. It it really is. And uh, you've got to you just have to be aware that there are implications down the road to not doing things. I mean, and the implications obviously are getting hacked, but even right. bigger implications of not being able to be insured. Right.
0: Right. Crazy. Well, some of the, you, you, let's go back to the education because you mentioned um, some of the things that you're doing. It's almost sounds like, you know, aside from just going through quick trainings or, or completing online classes or, or short little sessions or uh, bite-sized education type stuff. The the thing that stood out to me that you mentioned is the actual, uh, almost like a, a, test a dry run of what some of these things would look like is, um, you know, something that's unique because it, you, without being an actual bad actor, you're able to see, you know, what, how re- employees respond to certain types of emails and communications and things like that. It's almost, you know, you're giving them uh sort of that scare without the, the end result being actually being hacked. So uh, talk about some of that, you know, what, the ways you go about sort of, you know, testing these employees, the companies and, and the impact that that's had.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting. You know, we look at a lot of statistics in our business. And one of the things we always look at is when we first get a brand new customer for security awareness training, what we do is we will send out one of these fake emails before anyone gets a welcome email from our platform. Cause we want to see what's the reality, like of a hundred people, how many of those people would click on a fake email right now? Right. And generally, when we start out with a new customer, it's ten to fifteen percent of their employees will click on a bad email, which that's a that's a recipe yeah. for disaster. Yeah. If it was a really <laughs> bad email, it's just one of our fake ones, so right. we don't do anything, right? But so ten to fifteen percent generally at the beginning. Then once we in, implement our five piece security awareness training program, which is ongoing, like it it ne- it never stops. It can't stop because. The bad guys are constantly changing their tactics but generally after a year or maybe 18 months we'll see that 15 percent click through on those fake emails drop down to like three percent and then in another year we'll see it drop down to one percent and generally that's where we'll see companies land you know around that one to two percent range which makes sense right because a lot of times you have new employees coming in it's not a sure. stagnant same employees over the whole time so you have people leaving you have people coming so it's going to constantly kind of balance itself out but that's the impact that can happen is taking them you know 15 fold down in the number of clicks uh, yeah. on these bad emails
0: no that's that's impressive and obviously you know i, I think it goes to the education and, and things you're able to do it's basically opening their eyes and making them uh, you know just a, a bit more skeptical online. You know, wish wish you could have that for the social media comment sections and things like that as well. But you know, what we, you can only be so uh, you know wishful for for what we are able to accomplish. But uh, cool to see that you know you're able to have that impact on businesses, and that that has very real you know implications as far as potentially you know avoiding hacks and and these situations. So I mean, it's it's cool to see.
1: Yeah. You know, one other thing I was just thinking about, we're just kind of off the point here, but I think I want to get it out there. One of the tactics, retailers are highly targeted, highly targeted because you all have a tremendous amount of information. <laughs> you, uh, and that's what these guys are after. Yep. Right? Customer data, all sorts of stuff. Customer data, credit card numbers, yep. you know, purchase patterns, all that stuff. Uh, so one of the things that the bad guys will tend to do in retailers, because it's so easy is I can walk in, I don't know if you can see that, little USB thumb drive, and I could take this and just drop it on a counter where there's a register and a computer knowing someone's going to plug it in. Somebody's going to plug it in or they're going to take it home and plug it in. Uh, This little baby could have ransomware on it. Plug it in. Again, two and a half minutes, they encrypt everything on your network and you're out of business. And that's what they do. Now, if employees don't know, you're in trouble. Right. Right.
0: Ah, it's, cra- it's It's that simple. And just kind of a, a nice sort of go home message too, that you, whether it's emails or texts and um, just, you got to have that, you got to be aware, right? And, and uh, careful about these things, especially in a world we saw it sort of you know exponentially increase during the time of the pandemic as people were home and i, I think it you know long, catapulted to like over a trillion dollar business the the cybersecurity, or well the cyber uh criminal you know wave of activity just how much it was costing businesses and things like that so uh, the more we can be aware of it obviously the better and um happy to have a partner like telesystem and, and you ira uh, around to educate us and our members so it's. Uh, it's been fun chatting. And I think, you know, one that we'll, we'll have more of these conversations because this is obviously, you know, even though we're outside of October now, a conversation, like we said at the top, that needs to happen frequently uh, so that that retailers and, and all businesses out there understand just what, what they're up against and what they can do to protect themselves.
1: Absolutely. And I would leave it at, at this from my side of things. If you're a retailer of any size, you should hit up a- NMG and us to get at least get a dark web report. It doesn't, it's not going to cost you anything, uh, but it's going to really open your eyes to what the risk is against your organization. Because 95% of the time, we're going to run that report and we're going to find a load of your employees that have already had credentials stolen. And uh, so we'd be happy to run that complimentary and uh go over that report with you and talk about how you can remediate that stuff that's our that's our give back to to your uh viewers
0: and i i believe if i if i know right mr cindelar has that information we could might might even be able to drop like a a jot form link into our description here or or however he runs those to make sure that you know if you are listening to this and you're an nmg member um you can go just click the link below and uh you, you go get that free report so we appreciate Absolutely. it and uh you know this was a, a lot of fun very eye opening and um enlightening for sure so we'll we'll certainly circle back with you and uh have a few more of these learnings throughout the the year for sure
1: Sounds good thanks so much for having me I appreciate it You bet
0: Awesome and thanks again to Ira for taking the time and chatting about some really important topics and uh, you know, in this space of cybersecurity and and diving into it, and hopefully not scaring you too much. You know, obviously, it's a it's a very you know worrying matter to discuss in in this forum, and um, you know it's but it's one of those eye opening things. You know, I hope you. Uh, I think it, you know I think the point got across that you know, it's something that needs to be taken seriously and um, something that you can't sort of put on the back burner. So I, I I think Ira did an awesome job of sharing you know the advice of how you can go about. Uh, preventing these attacks or steps you can take to educate your team and um, all that sort of stuff. So, appreciate him taking the time. And as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast. And we'll catch you next time.